Daniel chapter number 9 and verse number 1. We know that by this time Daniel's lined in experience, the fiery furnace experience, being put in captivity. And as I said Wednesday night here in chapter number 9, Daniel is admitting to the Lord that they're in the mess they're in because of their disobedience and rebellion to the things that God had already told them to do. So here in Daniel chapter number 9 and verse number 1, in the first year of Darius, the son of Azarias, the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof, now you got to remember where they're at, they're in bondage, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession, made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant, and mercy to them that love him, and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned, and have committed iniquity, and have done wickedly, and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Never, neither, neither listen to what he said, neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings and our princes and our fathers and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto all Israel that are near, notice what he's saying, and that are far off through all the countries whether thou hast driven them because of their trespasses that they have trespassed against thee. Brother Richard Good, do the honor. Amen. Now, let me refresh you what's going on there in, in chapter number 9. Daniel is confessing to the Lord. The reason they're in the mess they're in is because of their own stubborn, hard-headed, pig-headedness, however you want to put it rebellion against God and God's commandments and God's word and they're in the mess there and he's confessing unto the Lord. Now turn in chapter number 10 in verse number 1 the Bible said in the third year of Cyrus king of Persia a thing was revealed unto Daniel that's important whose name was called Belteshar and The thing was true, but the time appointed was long. He had understood the things and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Now notice what he said there. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. What's going on there? Daniel is in a fast, partial fast. Now, 
you notice that he's talking about eating there. In chapter number 1 of Daniel, Daniel and his comrades refused to eat the king's meat because at that time they had sacrificing it to the idols and it was unclean for them to eat. Now here Daniel's saying that he'd been eating the meat, but you've got to remember they'd been through the fiery furnace, he'd been through the lion's den, they had acknowledged that Daniel's God was God. Now we see Daniel in three weeks now, three weeks, he is fasted, he is prayed, he's seeking, and in a vision. Now, I, the point that I want to try to get to us here tonight, and hopefully I can make it plain enough to you, three weeks is a long time to get serious with God as far as not eating, right? No, I mean, he said, I don't want anything pleasant. Just give me enough to sustain me. That's where he's at now. You see that he said in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself. Now think about what he said. At all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the fourth and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hilakal. Notice what he said. He's, he's fixing to have a vision. And what was so interested in this vision was the conflict that he's having. Now listen to me. Daniel, if you want to put a hero in the Bible, Daniel's one of them. Anybody that can do the things up to this point that Daniel has done and stood his ground has got to be a godly man in my eyes. He's a lot stronger in his faith. He's a lot stronger in his belief. And he's also closer to God, I believe, than I am. And we all need to get closer. But Daniel, here he is fasted. Here he is prayed. He hadn't even anointed himself. He's petitioning God, and God's fixing to give him a vision. And what is happening here is God's fixing to tell Daniel why he hadn't answered the call that he prayed in the beginning. Now, for you that don't know this particular scripture, as Daniel was crying out, Daniel was in the mode that you and I get into sometimes. When we pray and it doesn't happen instantly. Uh, we get discouraged. Yeah, we, we think God ain't hearing us, or maybe there's something in our life that's hindering our prayer. But Daniel's fixing to find out in this vision what the hindrance was. Satan. Satan had hindered the angel. Now listen to me. That was supposed to come to Daniel... Now, I'm going to help you tonight, but you're going to have to go along with me. We think, just because it's an angel sent from God, that they don't have no hindrance. I can read you case after case in the Bible where the angels of God had hindrances here on earth. Satan himself was hindering this angel from answering what Daniel is praying for. 
Three whole weeks he had troubled this angel and Daniel hadn't got his answer. Now, what I'm trying to get us to understand tonight, we might have to keep on praying. We might have to keep on fasting. But the point of it is, hold on. God heard your cry because of the blood of Jesus. He doesn't have select hearing. If you pray and you're right with God, God hears that cry. Yes, no, and not now. Stay with me. Let me try to get into this a little bit more. Look in chapter 11, verse number 2. And now will I show thee the truth. Behold, there shall stand up yet three kings in Persia, and the four shall be far rich than they all, and by his strength, through his riches, he shall stir up all against the rim of the Grecians. Are you with me? Say amen. Conflict is fixing to happen. Are you with me? Now turn over to chapter number 12. <clears throat> Are you there? <clears throat> and verse number 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the ferment, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Are you with me? Say amen. Now, in this partial fast, he went back to chapter number one in his eating. He didn't have to do that because the meats and things after all was done wasn't sacrifices anymore. But he went back to chapter number one and began to eat pulse to get himself back closer to God. There's things in our life that's hindering us from really getting back. And if you remember in Revelations, in the first four chapters, God is talking to the church. He said, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember that scripture? Remember in the first four chapters of Revelation, he told something good about them and then he told them what was wrong with them. The trouble of it is when we find out what's wrong with us, we don't go back to where we should go back. Daniel said, let me go back in my eating all the way back to when I was brought into captivity. And they wanted me to eat this idol food and drink this wine. And I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to defile my temple, which is the temple of God. So Daniel here, three weeks he's wrestled and fasted and prayed. He's went back to chapter number one of Daniel. He's eaten what he was eating back then to get God closer and closer and closer. Now, you've got to remember, Daniel was a boy of about 15 year old, they tell me, when he was captured. At this point in Daniel's life, Daniel is probably 80 to 85 year old. So he's not a spring chicken anymore. We forget in the time capsule of the Bible, a chapter can be a lot of years. A verse sometimes can be a lot of years. So here Daniel is, 
and he's been in captivity a long time and we see that it's coming down to the end of it and he is wanting to get back in with God. If we're ever going to have revival at Charity's Mission, Free Will Baptist Church, we're going to have to get back to how we have revival. And we need to go back to some things like using the altar. Amen. Well, I don't know if I need to. Can I say something right there? Who cares if you need to? I need you to pray for me. Hello? I mean, if, you, if you're all right with God, I really want you to pray for me. Hello? I mean, if you've got everything settled, get that altar and lift up my name to him. So sometimes we only come out of desperation to the altar when we should go when we're on the mountaintop and intercede for somebody else a while. Hello? Daniel is saying, let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to what I need. Let's get back in touch with God. Let me tell you this vision. And the angels showed him that the reason he hadn't answered is because Satan had hindered him. Amen. Now, in chapter number 10, in verse number 7, the Bible said, I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. Let me stop right there. You know why he is the only one who saw the vision? He is the only one fasting and praying. He is the only one seeking for it. Hello? I, I tell you, sometimes somebody else wants to take credit for what God's doing. Hello? For the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quickening fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Well, why would you go hide? That tells me right off you ain't where you ought to be with God. Daniel's seeing a vision because he's asking to get closer to God. These men have heard a noise and a shaking and they're fleeing from God. Hello, church member. Aren't we bad for that? Aren't we bad when we really need God that we run the other way? I mean the time we ought to really be in church or praying, we're sitting at home pouting. Woo! I bet you all wish they'd shouted it out now, don't you? Therefore, I was left alone. Saw this great vision. There remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned into me into corruption and I retain no strength. He's falling apart, folks. I mean, when we get right with God, you'll fall apart in an altar somewhere. You ever been to the altar and go to praying and, and, and it just felt like you didn't have no energy? Everything in you just fell apart. That's what Daniel's describing. Yet heard I the voice of his word. I'll tell you something, even if you're in the grave, you can hear his voice. When I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. Slain in the spirit. He was already on his knees. He already 
that he had his face to the ground and now he's in a sleep. I tell you what, when you get in that rim, God's fixing to talk to you. Woo! Somebody shout right there. Amen. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees. <laughs> And upon the palms of my hand, are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad that God, even in his hindrance, even in his struggle, when the power of God touched him, brought him to his knees and to the palms of his hand, already prostrate, now he's up on his knees and his hands. power of God will get you in the right direction. Stay with me now. Don't let me leave you. He said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. Hold your horses right there. What he's saying is, get ready to hold your ground. Are you ready to hold your ground? Mm -mm. (laughs) Stand up, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken these words, this word unto me, I stood jumping up and down and shouting, trembling, trembling, folks. I've seen several preachers and several singers over the years. Brother Gerald Pearsall used to stand right here to sing. <laughs> and, and it brought a smile to my face every time he did. <coughs> His britches was doing this the whole time he was singing. His legs was just giving it that. He is trembling. Why? Hey, this is a powerful place to raise your voice up for God. And if it don't make you tremble from head to toe, there's something wrong with you. Because the power of God will make you shake. Daniel, been in a vision. Now he's up on his feet. Now he's trembling. Mm, Come on. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from this first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to, notice this, chasten thyself, hello, church, before thy God, the words were heard, and I am come for thy words. He just told Daniel, Daniel, first day you prayed, I was here. First day you prayed, I was here, Daniel. Well, what he's fixing to show Daniel is the hindrance that he had. Do you think when you come down here and pray, the devil's going to leave you alone? No, 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 friend. The devil don't want you down here to start with. And if you're really doing business with God, he sure wants to interrupt all he can. Hello. I want to ask you a question. How many of us would persevere for three weeks? Mm. Now listen at verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. Who is the prince? Prince of the air is Satan himself. 
Hello? <laughs> One in 20 days, he wanted Daniel to understand, I've been here all the time. Devil's been a hindering. Hello? Mm. One of the chief princes came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. Now I said Wednesday night, you have the book of Daniel and the book of Revelations together. Daniel is a forerunner foretelling what is happening really in the book of Revelations. And it ties together. We're at a point right now where Daniel is saying to the people, look what's fixing to happen many days. Remember back when Daniel interpreted the dream? Been found in the balance? Been weighed up? And you're fixing to be divided. Daniel has foreseen and foretold and if America don't know it, let them know it tonight. We've been weighed in the balance. America has been weighed in the balance. And if we don't return to God, we will be divided. Have you ever noticed in your lifetime the greatest division that we have is right today in America? On simple Simple, common sense things. Brother Charles Worley's dead and gone home to be with the Lord. He stood right down here and he said, put all the gays in one place and all the lesbians in the other. And he didn't say it for meanness. He didn't say it, put them in jail or prison, what he was talking about. If you put both groups in their own, their own island, they'll die out because they can't reproduce. They wanted to burn his church. They wanted to crucify him. They done everything in the world to that old man. That old man never backed up one inch. It's a truth. If a gay lifestyle is put on an island by itself, it'll die out because it can't reproduce. A lesbian lifestyle cannot reproduce. Oh, you say, well, I'll be artificially inseminated. Where are you going to get the seed? You have to go to the opposite sex to get the seed. Hey, this cause they're going to, <laughs> in the house wearing britches <laughs> and got a mustache don't mean they're a man. Hello? Daniel is saying, look. The, the angel is saying, look. He's trying to get us to understand. We better look. Because what the Word of God said is going to come true. Daniel said, as the angel spoke to him, said, I've been here three weeks with you, but I've been hindered. We're seeing right now in America the greatest hindrance for the church that's ever been in the history of the world. How come it's okay to do everything under the sun but be a Christian and live by this book? It's okay if you want to be anything else in the world. 
I don't care from a child molester to a dog rapist. It's okay with the world. Just don't be a Christian and follow this book. Am I telling the truth? Daniel said, and the angel said, and these things will happen. He said, I'm telling you, I've been hindered. I've been right here, but I couldn't because I've been fighting against this prince. This prince of darkness that we know is the prince of the air, the god of this world. Amen. Now think about it. We've said it here lately. That one little ad that Budweiser put on television made more drunks quit drinking than all the AA in America. Now think about it. What crowd are you associated with? Let me emphasize something right here. Daniel's so close to God that he didn't bow. Daniel's so close to God that the lions was his pillar. Daniel was so close to God that the king promoted him. I mean, he's second in the kingdom. Are you with me? But yet he's wondering why it took 21 days. Come on, church. Sometimes we just have to keep praying, keep believing, keep fasting, keep a hold of the Word. Don't waver. Don't be tossed to and fro with every wind and doctrine coming in and going. Amen. Listen, my God, I don't know about your God because I don't know your God. You know your God. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My God is able to deliver from the fiery furnace. My God's able to deliver from the lion's den. Hello, church. Somebody shout with me a little bit. Now come make thee understand what shall be fall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground and became dumb. Mm. I wish Chris was here tonight. I'd like to pick on him. Daniel is being revealed some things that's coming. And he had to bow his face toward the ground and became as dumb. Can I help you tonight? If we really knew what would tomorrow next week would hold, we'd be on our face dumber and dumber. We can't change it other than we can pray for it. God's got it set in motion and God's will will be done. It may not look like it right now the way the world's are going, that there is a God. But I can assure you, when the final chapter is read and everything is said and done, God wins this thing. And those that's on God's side will be a winner. Whether you're in the grave, whether you're walking on the earth, amen, you belong to God will be the winners because we'll forever get to be with the Lord. Graves are burst, bursting open, saints are shouting, and Daniel is laying there face down.
There's some awesome things in this Word of God. Belong and pertain to you. And sometimes I'm so dumbstruck that God would entrust me with this holy word as he has to relay it to a people. And I think, who am I that God would give me that word to speak? Daniel's in that predicament right now. The angels revealed to him, I've been fighting 21 days to get you this message. Here's what's going to happen. If God would reveal to me I'd sure put it out on the airway what's going to happen to America. But I got a book that tells me some things that's going to happen to America because America has forgot God. And sin is a reproach to any nation. So every household that's here tonight should be crying out, Lord, help me to stay true to the word of God Daniel interceded in chapter number 9 here he is that he's on his face dumb in verse 16 he said and behold one like the similitude of the sons of men touch my lips (laughs) then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me oh my Lord by the vision my sorrows have turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. Are you with me? Say amen. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remain no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Now verse 18 and 19. Then there came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. We need that touch. Verse 19, and said, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. When he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Are you with me? First of all, he touched him. Second of all, he spoke to him. And both of them brought strength to Daniel. We need a Holy Ghost touch like we had this morning. And we need the Holy Ghost word like we got here tonight. Then said he, knowest thou, wherefore I come unto thee. And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. When I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael, your prince. Church. We win. We that believe truly in God, we win. We hold on. We win. But that brings me to the final thought tonight. 
How many do we know tonight that's quit holding on? How many of our loved ones have gone by the wayside and the ways of the world that once sat in the house of God, that once believed God and trusted God and praised God, but now they're in the world? Some of them even got to the point where they're saying there is no God. I've heard that with my own ears out of some folks that used to sit in the house of God. There is no God. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Somebody set this thing in motion. Somebody had this book written. And this book is coming true. I did know the number. Of just one of these prophecies fulfilling. It was astronomical. But how about thousands of prophecies fulfilling? The gentleman that reported this that I was listening to said, I couldn't tell you the number because there's too many zeros with it. He told how many zeros and it was in the hundreds that that many prophecies could come true. By chance. I believe it's divine intervention. What about you? I believe there is a God. I believe there's a God that loves me and loves you. I believe there's a God that loves sinners that don't even love Him. And I believe there's hope for the lost tonight. We got to stay in the fight. Listen, if you can't fight for yourself, fight for your loved one. Stay in the battle because you love them and don't want them consumed. Let's stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. There may be somebody on your heart tonight really pressing. You want to bring their name to this altar. Bow your face towards the ground and say, God, I'm bringing them. I want to be like Daniel. Lord, I... If it takes three weeks of fasting, God, let me have that kind of strength. That, Lord, I'll just eat the substance it takes to keep me alive, but I'll pray. Some are making their way. Somebody on your heart you need to bring to God tonight. Father, I thank you. Father, I praise you. Father, I believe this word was given as inspiration to all of us. This man Daniel, God that was chosen and he set himself apart, God not to defile his temple of God with the things of this world. Now he's interceding for the nation. God, now he's interceding, God, in seeing what's going to befall them. So God, help us here tonight as we intercede for our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors, our workers, co-workers, Lord God that we love dearly, that's out of the will of God. Please, Lord, help us to have the strength. And God, as Daniel said, that he was weary, he was weak. Touch us tonight, God. Touch us that we'll have the strength, Lord. Touch our lips that we'll hear the word, God, that proceedeth from thy mouth, and let it be strengthened as Lord Mar is to the bones. So, Father, you bless as only you can. God, we'll thank you and praise you here tonight. For we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen.